You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Illegal Pete's is back, and we are so pumped to have them on board again. As you guys know, the pandemic shut down lots of restaurants, and Illegal Pete's was one of them. They've been back in action for a while now, and we couldn't be happier to promote them. They have a bunch of awesome new stuff going on, including their sound check promotion, which is an ongoing promotion at all locations that offers a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same-day ticket to any event. So jump on that if you're starting to go out do things again illegal pete's can hook you up they also launched their party margs during the pandemic which are 32 ounce house margaritas four times larger than their normal one you can get stuff during happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m every day one dollar off all drafts one dollar off house and coin style margs twenty dollar party margs one dollar off large chips and queso as well just a bunch of awesome deals right now. Also, apparently their queso is really great and people love knowing that. So now you know. Head on over to Illegal Pete's and get yourself some awesome food today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayley. Doing a- <laughs> you said that like it was a question. You're like, joined by AJ sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, exactly. Um, doing a Q&A show today, so that's somewhat accurate, I suppose, for the show. Taking the, taking questions from Twitter, taking questions from the live chat. Jump on in on over on YouTube, like and subscribe, all that good goodness for us here. Uh, happy Thursday indeed, except for if you are Miko Rantanen, who gets fined $2,000 for diving, what? and I'm deeply confused as to when this happened. Can you, do you have, do you know when this happened, AJ? Because I'm looking through these games and he hasn't taken a penalty for diving. Nor uh, has yeah, he. I posted the link. You did post like, it? All right. Yeah. I, I haven't seen your, uh, seen your post. Let me go, let me go see what it looks like. It's, um, pretty unspectacular. I see. Yes. It sure looks like there's a stick underneath him. I don't know. There were some people that were like, that's a dive. And there were other people who were like, no way. I I don't care. I don't I don't know how you can I don't I don't know how you can look at another in hockey anyway, given yeah. given the prevalence of ice and all the other physics in play. I don't know how you can stand back and say that guy dove. Like it's pretty, I think it's pretty obvious in basketball. Like those guys, those guys are like the floppers of the floppers, but the vast majority of time in hockey, I'm just like, I, I don't know. 
I mean, so I I have a couple of thoughts here after seeing that play. One, if he dove, he dove. I don't I don't care. It doesn't really matter. No. Can we find the refs two thousand dollars for calling penalties when people just fall over away from people? Yeah. And two. Doesn't Nazem Kadri do that like every game? Yeah. How has he not been fined for diving yet? Yeah. The the fun part of the getting getting fined for diving is that it requires a warning first. So at some point he had been so warned about this. The the March twenty third game against Arizona, he was warned about diving. <laughs> and I don't have video on that one. Uh but this Take is apparently word on that one, yeah, yeah. And the other fun thing that I learned about these diving rules, I knew that they were fines, but uh, coaches are responsible for their team, and any player on their team who is assessed a fine for diving, he gets like, like a like a, a hole in the punch card. <laughs> and so it's like penalty points, yeah. Yeah, and after <laughs> after four players, after four four diving fines, he the coach starts to get fined as well. Okay, <laughs> this seems like an extremely deep and convoluted system for something that doesn't come up very it's often. Just, well, and it's it's so silly because as as everybody has pointed out today, um. The maximum fine is five thousand dollars. Yep. So they they start at two thousand, and then they go to three, and then four, and then, and then they five. Well, after that, every infraction is just five thousand dollars because they can't go any higher. That's that's the most that they are allowed at all to find anybody for anything. So anybody anybody with any kind of a snarky comment on how. This relates to Tom Wilson. I, guys, there's nothing they can do yeah. about that. Well, the dis- once they decided not to suspend Tom Wilson, the decision was made that he was getting a five thousand dollar fine, which is the most. So, yeah. Do we want to talk about that last night? Sure. I mean, we can. Um, do you have any strong feelings about Caps Rangers, or was it basically just Dops didn't do anything, so the players did? Yeah. That's, I- the NHL had to know exactly what they were going to get when they didn't suspend Tom Wilson there. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. So George Peros went to the game and it was like, was that supposed to be a deterrent? Like, does that mean George Peros is going to like fight them in the locker room or so? Like, what's the deal here? Uh, I can't wait for Buchnevich to get three games for cross-checking a dude in the face. And I know well deserved three games. Don't get me wrong. But it's gonna be funny when that dude gets suspended and Tom Wilson did not get suspended. Rolled right along, yeah. Another day in the life, yep. So, yeah, I yeah, I you know the McKinnon thing last night was stupid because he clearly gets hit in the face on a follow through, which is not a penalty. Yeah, the, the like the same thing happened later. I think Burakovsky hit someone in the face with a follow-through, and they didn't call that either. So Yeah, it's not a penalty. So McKinnon throwing a fit about something that's not a penalty is stupid. Him yep. getting tossed in the box for that is stupid. The, yep. the, the, ref, the ref apparently having that short of a fuse to toss him into the box is also stupid. I don't know. I you have to. Do, I think you have to do something egregious to be called for an unsportsman, like just for whining at a ref. To have a quick trigger and get thrown into the box like that quickly into a game is like... Let's be real. Historically, to get an unsportsman like the mics have to pick you up saying something you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. It was... it was The whole thing was just ridiculous last night. But $250,000 fine for the Rangers today for their, for their statement questioning George Paris's ability to do his job. Do you have any, any I, problem with that? I, I Do I have a problem with the fine? Absolutely. Did I knew it was coming? Absolutely. Do I think the Rangers would do it again if the fine was 10 times what it was? Absolutely. <laughs> it, it's the most like 
pointless fine that everyone knew was going to happen anyway that never should have happened in the first place because you shouldn't have screwed up. And the NHL has deemed any decision from referees or decision from the Department of Player Safety or internal decision that gets backtalked, even if it's a dumb decision, they fine you. That's how the NHL has always worked. That's how every major sports league works. Let's be honest. Let's not just put the NHL down here. And it's a weird side of sports that I've never particularly liked, but it's always been there. And to a certain extent, the NHL has to protect its product, right? But maybe they could protect its product by putting people into positions that actually do their job better? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And And like I said... The New York Rangers, of all people, do not care about $250,000 for a single second. <laughs> so, I have no doubt they made a bunch of uh, a bunch of fans when they took 100 penalty minutes in the first period of that ensuing game. So, Yeah. Oh, man, it's, it's not hockey's best moment. It is not. No argument there. I, I'm curious to see if anything does actually come of this for the Department of Player Safety. No, um, nothing is going to happen. Nothing will change. I think. I think the league has only looked at all of this and looks at their behavior and looks at their decisions and says, "We did a great job here." I five fellas. You think look so? At, look at look at how many people watched Wednesday's game. This is such a great part of our game. We have to protect this part of our game. We have to we have to continue to we have to continue to encourage the players to to police themselves because it is such a res- respected and well liked part of the game. Look at how many people turned on that game that they otherwise would not have cared about just because they thought something crazy was going to happen, and it did. <laughs> Good ratings all around. High fives. I like this. I'd like to think someone at the NHL has some deeper thoughts than that, but I can't say for sure that they do. Rangers, the Rangers were already eliminated from the playoffs. Them losing yeah. to Marin and Buchnevich made no difference. Whatever, whatever it. their thoughts and feelings are about it, they were still eliminated regardless. Yeah. Come from a competitive standpoint, it just didn't matter. And I think that's exactly what the league is going to see. And they're just going to be like, eh, it's all good. Uh, all good. Since we're on the top of the Rangers, we did get a question from your boy, Luke, from Winnipeg. Uh, with Jury now the GM over there, do you think they could make good trading partners? And what's one trade that they could make together, potentially? We should have just talked about the Rangers this whole episode. I guess, yeah. <laughs> that's some drama, man. I mean, you get rid of Jeff Gordon and... And John Davidson, yep, two years into a rebuild that every other team in the league is envious of. Yep, that's definitely some uh, some wild times. And I haven't taken uh, David Quinn with him yet, so yeah, David Quinn, last man standing, easily the guy of those three, the guy that, that is gone, <laughs> easily the worst at their jobs. <laughs> so, wow, just terrible. Um. What is a what it's is real, a what is a trade that they could make that would benefit both teams? That'd be real tough to find, probably. Let's see. Let's pull up cat friendly. Let's see what's reasonable here. because uh, they're they're not gonna trade any of their young kids. At least not for anything. Yeah, reasonable. there's no there's no cacao, there's no Lafreniere, there's no yeah. You're not me. I mean, Colorado doesn't really need help defensively. Uh, if. So maybe there's a world where Ryan Strom's revitalization is for real and he's going to get paid in two years and the Avs can get him as like a rental next year, something like that, for the last year of his deal. I mean, they need him, though. That's their 2C. Well, I know, but. It, 
if they go into next year and he continues to play as well as he does, he's due for a significant raise. So maybe there's a world where they don't want to pay him. That's like the only thing I'm thinking of. But I feel cause, like because they have to pay Zabanaja the same year. Well, and I, I mean, I, I feel like they're that left wing spot, which has always been kind of a weak spot for Colorado. They have Panarin, Kreider, and Lafreniere. Yeah, but that's that's where I would try and that's where I would try and look and use Colorado's surplus on defense to try and shake something loose there. It's just so tough. I don't like. Yeah, the Avs would have to do some magic to find room for Kreider's contract. Is the only thing. But well, and that's where that's where you know maybe they retain on something. Maybe I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that there is a great fit there. Those are those are two teams that just things don't quite line up too well. Byron for Kaka, who says no? Colorado says no in about that, four yeah, seconds. That is not hard for Colorado to say no to. As yeah, much as they, I love Kaka, like, and I, I only give them four seconds because they're stunned that the call got made <laughs> after what Kaka's done his first two years. Absolutely not. You could still believe in a young player, but there is there is absolutely no way you're going to take the chance that that guy, after those two years, if you mm. if you want to make that conversation interesting, you do Kako for Timmons. Well, then the pendulum swings all the way in the other direction, right? But there, you're you'd. I think that's more realistic because you're making some sort of a conversation where you're saying, Hey, both of these guys have upside. Yeah. I mean, that would have to, that would have to, there would have to be ads. For oh, yeah. There'd I mean, be like a, be a second round, round pick or like whatever. There yeah. Be, there would be more there, but, but for Byram, it's just a hard no. Yeah. For Byram, it's a non-starter for Byram. That's a Lafreniere conversation. Yep. Uh, and even then, it's so, I mean, if you're Colorado, you just want to see how this whole Byram, Gerard, McCarr thing plays out, right? Why would you mess with the four Norsemen? There's just no reason to. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like... At very least, until until Byram's ELC is up, there's just no reason to touch it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. The Avs are going to be an interesting trade partner with anyone in the coming season. I think it, it, it might be very specific things that they're looking for and nothing else. So yep. it, it'll be hard to pick out trade partners. We'll put it that way. Other, uh, other bit of news used to Sanonin added to the officially Eagles roster. Signed. Well, yeah, he'd been signed officially yeah. in North America now. Yeah. Um, expectation that he gets a couple games this year, I assume. From you, AJ, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Give them all the games, dude. Uh, a couple of questions from uh, Twitter, and you know the the big question at that position for the Avs over the next couple of years is going to be what are they going to do? Because obviously Grubauer free agent at the end of this season, but then you still have Francos, you still have Werner, you have Trent Minor balling out in the WHL this year. Mm-hmm. It's getting pretty crowded all of a sudden in goal for the Avs. So we'll see exactly how this plays out. I think the one real expectation that you and I have is that Ananen will be either a tandem guy or perhaps take the starting job in the AHL next year. Yeah. Yep. That's it. And everything else somewhat up in the air, to say the least. I mean, they have they kind of they kind of put themselves into a into a corner with the whole Trent Minor thing. Yep. You know, it wasn't looking great, and then the way that he popped off this year, they may not real realistically have space for him because they gave Peyton Jones and all these other dudes well, they gave, deals. They gave yeah, the, the two year deal, and yep. that was that was mostly for expansion requirements. Yep. Um which was fine business. I don't have a problem with it, but you just weren't planning on Trent Minor popping off the way that he did. Definitely true. Flat out. So 
Um, yeah. In any case, can do one more question here in period number one. Uh, this is a quick, easy one. Chris asks, what happens on the bench when a stick breaks? Our equipment managers are eagle-eyed on everyone all at once, or is there a call-out by a coach or player? Do teams practice game speed stick handoffs from the bench? So They don't practice it. No. They don't practice it. Generally speaking, it also depends on where the stick gets broken. Uh, if they're far enough away and the stick manager can realize who it is and where and as they're coming to the bench, he can grab one of their sticks and hang it out for them. If it's like a bang, bang play type of thing, you'll see players just grab somebody's stick. Like anyone on the bench will reach their stick over and a player will just grab it. So it varies. Yeah. But I wanted to get to this question because I get another chance to wrap on my pet peeve. If your stick breaks on the penalty kill, just go to the bench. <laughs> Just go to the bench. There's nothing more annoying than sitting there watching a guy like <laughs> try and be a defender with yeah, a stick. And you're and like, do nothing. That guy's ignoring you completely. Yep. The second that he wants to dance around you, he will. He's going to. <laughs> yep. Agreed. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if uh, there's no way that anyone like even would have the ability to track that stat accurately, but how much more effective are power plays after a broken stick? Or maybe like a, just at least an increase in shots or yeah, sure. <clears throat> maybe a quality. Cause it's usually the guy up high. Yeah. That gives away a stick or what? A, he's the guy who ends up without a stick. Right, right. However, however, it, it plays out. That's that's the guy who ends up without a stick. Yep. And so it's like the guy from the point can shoot pretty freely now. Yeah. Or he can just walk around that guy and shoot pretty freely. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't understand it, but. In any case, we can take our first period break with DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can head on over there this weekend. Bet on the fight. The main event, pick a winner. You can get $1 bet to win 55 bucks When you sign up with a new account using that DNVR code that you see at the bottom of the screen, jump on it, get $55 to bet on whatever else you would like on DraftKings Sportsbook. They have odds boosts for all of the big sports every single day. You can also bet on other crazy and wacky sports if you're not into the big four. They got you covered. It don't matter whether it's table tennis or cycling or, or anything else you like to watch. You can get in on it at DraftKings Sportsbook. So download their top-rated sportsbook app now. And again, use that DNVR code when you sign up to get the $55 for $1 bet bonus. Get on it today. Colorado only. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And if you need a little bit of extra cash to throw in to DraftKings Sportsbook, go to Gabby Insurance. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R. The average user saves $961, and it's completely free to use. You can go over to Gabby. You can plug in your current home and auto insurance, and they will tell you how to save the most amount of money annually on both of those things. It's great. It's easy. You don't even have to do very much. They'll just be like, hey, if you if you go over here, you'll save 350 bucks. So why not do it? It's super awesome. Can't recommend it enough. It's basically just finding money in your pocket at this point. So go over to Gabby, get that money, spend it on DraftKings Sportsbook, spend it on the DNVR.com, get yourself an annual subscription, Go buy a Four Norrisman shirt or the annual subscription. It comes for free. So jump on it because the Four Norrisman ain't going anywhere. The Avs looking pretty good at the moment. The Nuggets will not say die if you want a Nuggets shirt. You also get a free mask. <laughs> what, the, what the Nuggets did last night to the Nuggets was abused. so funny. <laughs> that, the discrepancy between the West and the East is something. Dude, It's we're going on like 25 years of this. Uh, it's a joke. It's well, it's weird because the the NHL used to be the same way. Like the yeah, the, the East was like the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, and the West 
was very much the quicker side of the NHL to adopt the skill side of hockey uh, in the 2000s and and yeah even even going into the 2010s like watching the West Coast game versus an East Coast game was a world of difference honestly um, you know and obviously there's exceptions to that Crosby and the Penguins etc but. It, it was just weird. It was weird to me to see how all of that played out. Yes, uh, as has been demanded of you many times, so you said you would tell some backstory on EJ Shattenkirk trade on our next Q&A show. Um, okay. I can't give particulars. Yeah, sure. There are certain specifics that have to get left out, but... Um, We'll just say that a player uh, was caught in some tomfoolery of some kind, and uh, ownership was upset about it and said something has to happen here. And so the Avs called around the league and got something done found a found a taker um and they found they found a dance partner in st louis uh and eric johnson and the only way that they were the only way that they were going to move eric johnson was if shattenkirk was involved the Blues absolutely were not going to do it without it, and Colorado was not in a position to really negotiate at the time based on the demands from management and the, the inciting incident. Um, it turns out that if you're going to be a player and you're going to engage in certain levels of tomfoolery, you should not do it at the Pepsi Center. There you go. So uh, a little nugget for you there. Don't do it at the Pepsi Center. Don't shit where you eat. That's <laughs> the the basic conversation right there. Um. All right. I think that more and or less they, it. <laughs> that's that's why it basically it was like so they had a locker room problem. Uh, they had a maturity problem, and there was a reason that they made two big deals in, like, the matter of days. Because they were trying to move some, they were trying to move some dudes out, and one of them at eleven thirty p.m. at night. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them, one of them was like, "Oh, well, this thing happened," and. Management is upset. You need to make this happen immediately. Yep. You have two hours. <laughs> One, two, three, go. <laughs> and they got Eric Johnson out of it. Not too shabby. And the first round pick, which they actually got lucky on, because that was a top 10 protected pick, and the Blues finished 11th. And then they... And then it was Duncan Siemens. Bottled the pick heavily, but... You know, that's a different conversation. Yep. Um, all right. Let's get to this question. Meeks asks, what is something about being a new fan or the new fans do that you are envious of? And what's the best way for longtime fans to help new fans embrace the sport? So the easiest thing that longtime fans can do to help new fans embrace the sport is stop being gatekeeping assholes and 100%. let fans, let new fans Love the game and love the sport the way that they want to. NHL fans, and I'm not calling out anyone in particular, but there is yeah. a big culture of not liking fair weather fans in the NHL. Almost every fan in the history of fanning has started out as a fair weather fan before they got more into the sport. Right. We were all filthy <laughs> casuals one day. Yeah. Get off your high horse, Chief. So... But embrace them. The biggest thing is like let like if if and and this is just from 
my perspective, okay? This is from purely my perspective, which is a limited perspective uh, in which, like, we cannot... Like, I, 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 can't, I can't speak for other people. I can only speak from my experiences. But seriously, dudes, you need to stop being turbo jerks to women. Like, if women want to be hockey fans because they think a player is cute or whatever, great. That is just as valid as you being a hockey fan because you like the way a guy skates or shoots the puck or whatever. Just chill. It is perfectly allowed. Okay? And if that leads into a deeper fandom for that person, great. That's awesome. If it doesn't, that is also awesome. Let people like stuff. Okay? Let people like stuff. I just... This drives me crazy. Like, just... and, And... yeah, Kira Kira mentions this. I can't imagine what it's like for y'all to live through this, but you do not need to quiz women on on how the depth of their knowledge to to validate their fandom, okay? This does this is not a thing that needs to happen. I think it looks like Allie might have something to say. Yeah. <laughs> um Exactly. I totally think that quizzing people, anyone on certain knowledge does not show that you are a true fan. It just shows you can memorize facts like it just have a conversation with someone. I think like being you said it, AJ, like being a, a woman sports fan, you get always criticized of, oh, you only like it because you are or you think a guy's hot or anything like that. And sure. Some women might like it because they think someone's hot. They might think Lanny's hot. Or they might just truly be like, whoa, this is a really cool sport. I want to learn it. Like, it's really – it can be either or and just just embrace it. Like, teach – that's the one thing that, like, I I am a hockey fan, but I don't know everything and everyone in our company. And that's why we get our company rocks is because we can all have conversations. And I can ask – Michaela can ask AJ Rudo. What about this? Because we want to learn more. Allie learned very quickly to stop asking me how to pronounce names because I, I'll get I them wrong. So. Yeah. I'm like, also, I call Rudo and he says this name. And then I call AJ and he's like, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so I will say the last thing about just women in sports and women in sports fandoms I hate when everything is pink. No, I like black. I like gray. I like blue. Stop making everything shiny and sparkly and pink and bedazzled. And some people wouldn't like that. I'm just saying, don't make it all like that. But yeah, you can can keep that. But like, can, can you diversify the ladies gear? And I think like the way that a lot of the abs fan base embraced Drew was so great. They loved how he just was like, teach me things, spinny goals. And there were, I bet there were some people who were like, this is annoying, but there were so many people who were like, wow. All right, Drew, like, who's your favorite player? Do this, do that. Like the way for your sport to be more successful is to have more fans. So gatekeeping it is not working to make your sport more successful on better channels on national network, like embrace it. Let everyone love it. Like, especially hockey, it's such a freaking amazing sport. And it's so, so fun to watch. And people are going to go to the game and not know anything. Don't be a dick to them. Just what I got to say. It's, it's that easy. It's yeah. just that easy. Don't it be really, a dick. Like, you, you're at a game. You're at a game because you want to be there, because you love the sport, because you're you're really passionate about it. Why in the world would you want not want to share that with more people? I just, for me, it's just like, I just want as big a community to be as passionate about this crazy thing that I am super in love with as possible. Like, I just, I just want to enjoy it with as many people as possible. And when you see people just like, you're not a, you're not a real something. That person sucks. 
I ha- I was at a Buffs game, and it was there was a timeout, so there, nothing was being played on the field. And my friend asked me to take some pictures of her and our other friend, and so I did. And this guy came up to me and started laughing and was like, <laughs> "You guys are just here for the pictures? Wow! I bet you can't name." any player out on that field. So funny. So ridiculous. Go take your pictures elsewhere. And I was like, I was feeling Buddy. myself. I was drunk. And I was like, Oh, really? Do you want to talk about Katie Nixon? Nick, Katie Nixon, LaVishka Chanel, who else? Steven Montez. Do you want me to literally name you every single player on the field? Cause I will, I don't need to, but I will. I was so angry. Like there's no need. I can be taking pictures. Girls can be taking pictures, having a good time, just like guys do, and know the sport. That was probably the most infuriating thing that has happened at a game. I was like, just because they're taking a picture during a timeout, too. It wasn't like they were being obnoxious, like, during a big play. Oh, it was the most annoying thing in the world. But This reminds me, do you guys remember a couple years ago, the Diamondbacks game? There was a Diamondbacks game in Arizona where the broadcast was, like, making fun of these three girls who were on their cell phones the whole time. Yeah, I do remember that. And it was like, and everybody, everybody was just, like, on and on and on and on and on, right? About, oh, they weren't there to enjoy the game. They weren't, what, why do you care? (laughs) Like, why do you, why are you so invested in what they were up to and what they were there for? And why, like, what they paid the money to be in there. Yeah. And like, like, look, there were a ton of empty seats around them. It's not like they were taking them from real fans. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just, I get, I get really, really frustrated by that. You want sports to be a welcoming place. It needs to be an inclusive place. It's supposed to be a place where everybody can go to kind of get away from some of the nonsense, right? And, you know, obviously there's a much bigger and deeper conversation that I we will not be getting into. But how to make your how do you how to make your sport better? Just let people like stuff. Let people nice. like stuff exactly. Sure. Right. Sometimes, like explaining something can be annoying, but you can tell them, like, oh wait, like, look, like even if you compare it to watching a movie, if someone like mid movie, if you talk about Marvel or something like that, or Star Wars or Star Trek, is like, wait, what's that? Like, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to talk to. You. Okay. Oh, during like a timeout or during a commercial break, like I'll explain that to you. Like people just want to learn, and if they go to a game or they ask someone about something and they're shut down or treated like they are less than, then they're not going to like that sport. Yeah. They're not, they're going to have a bad association with the sport, with the fan base. And it's just not fun. Like you want people to like your sport and love what you love. And that way it gets better and better and better. Just be nice. Like it, like it can be annoying. Someone said like you can teach people when is the best time to take pictures or when is the best time to ask questions. Like it's just all about the way you phrase things and just be nice. Like I, it shouldn't be that easy <laughs> that it, it shouldn't be like, that we just have to say, just be nice. But it is. like It literally is just being a nice human and teaching people new things. It's super weird to me that hockey in particular is so secular and is so... There's so many people who don't want new fans coming in. And hockey is by far the smallest of the big four when it comes to fan base. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. Stop it. Just let people enjoy watching the game yep. for whatever they like it for. Yep. Um, all right. That question went very long. So, Well, and we didn't even answer the first part of it. That's also true. What's, what's, what are things that we are jealous of of new fans? Mine, mine would just be getting to, getting to feel that intensity. Yeah. And experience like the speed of NHL hockey for the first time and just how yep. it's like. This is so different. Having live, you know, now you and I do this as a full time job, and we're both into the prospects. And every year we we're sitting like around and breaking down prospects' skating strides, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. he, he has power here. Right. His strides kind of choppy." When when we when you first started, it was like, "Oh, he's fast." Right. <laughs> I like why that. Is, why is that guy fast? Yeah, I I miss that too as well because it's just. I'm sure part of it is because I got into it when I was a kid too, but it's just, you know, some, I forget what I was watching, but somebody put it like back then 
everybody's going a million miles an hour and you live and die on every moment of every game and it's yeah. like it's just awesome i mean it's it's like you look at it now like i wish i could kind of i wish i could totally give in to that like un unbridled fan joy side of things you know like i during the game sevens of the last two years it's just kind of like what will be will be you know and that's yep. just sort of the attitude that i take with everything and i'm jealous of the people who are just like every line change every shot is like oh like something crazy <laughs> could be happening here and i just don't I don't necessarily have that anymore. Um, I just have sort of a a very, I go, you know, the, keep it on the level for sure. Yeah, not a lot of that, man. I'm bipolar. I get a lot of this on a on its own, you know. <laughs> so that's 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 how I would number one let people like stuff. Uh, Zerg is the superior race. Oh, because, we're not getting into this because they're Zerg. Um, look, all right, we don't have to agree on everything, but we can agree on Protoss sucks. We can agree that Protoss is way too easy. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but teach me. You guys well, would teach me in a nice way. As long as you're not a Zerg player, then yeah. I'll oh, get out. <laughs> get out. Take him off the screen. <laughs> I, dude, I've heard the JFL is popping off this season. I haven't been able to catch up because we've yeah, been too busy. But we've been too busy. Um, okay. Next question. I have not watched the Landis Cog interview on Spit and Chicklets. Um, that's on my to-do list later today. Yeah, we'll do one more before our second period break. Uh, this one is is easy and to the point. Directed at you, AJ. Why the Spider-Man hate? Oh, um, because I hate I hate how Peter Parker gets portrayed most of the time as very like quippy and like like he just has to say something all the time. All the time. Like Peter Parker is constantly every single situation that they're in, he has to like he's like the guy that looks for puns in absolutely everything. It's the worst part of RK's personality, and it's the worst part of Spider-Man, is that he thinks he has to come up with something clever all the time. <laughs> like, there are some times where you can just stop making noise with your mouth. I will say, there are so many times where Ryan doesn't, it just like instantly comes to his head, and I'm like, what the why but like it's not it's not even like trying like ooh, let me have a let me make this into a good pun with him sometimes he's just like oh no, no, no. and i'm like oh, yeah his you. brain just works like that some people were born to live the dad life okay it works so yeah. fast like it his brain works so fast where he can think of something ridiculous to say so quickly and i'm like i, I when i laugh now i like hate myself i'm like no don't encourage him <laughs> All right. On that note, this podcast yeah. is brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. It helps with IBS, joint pain, migraines, many other things as well. And you can try it cold brew down at the DNVR bar before you buy. When you love it, you can get 25% off your first purchase online with code DNVR25. So get on it now. Get yourself some sweet StravaCraft. Drink it up. It's delicious. Support our partners. Y'all know how it goes by now. We're also... Brought to y'all by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for an extremely long time. You can hit them up at DNVR Mortgage. Get yourself a free consultation and a chance to win some free DNVR merch. So why not? Why not more DNVR merch? We got enough shirts at this point that winning one or two will just help flesh out the collection for you. You can also get yourself a great rate on a home loan Plus, Mike is a certified financial planner, so he'll look at a lot more than just rate. Make sure you have the exact right home loan for you, looking at everything that you need to know. Again, you can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com or call Virginia at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And... Would just like to clarify, I love Tom Holland, Spider-Man. 
that's a spider. That's a Spider-Man that I can get behind. Also, Into the Spider Verse was excellent. There you go. If you want pretty teeth like Tom Holland has, go to Green Mountain Dental Group. They can take care of you. They get you cleaning, X-ray, and exam all scheduled up, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush just for taking care of your teeth. It's a great deal. Green Mountain Dental Group is just 15 minutes from downtown, so they're super easy to get to. And everyone we've had switch over has said it's one of the best dental experiences they've ever had. So I, I, I know going to the dentist isn't fun a lot of the time, but you know what? Make it as good of an experience as you possibly can. Might as well get a free Sonicare toothbrush so your teeth are cleaner the next time you go to the dentist as well. Nice. Cygnus buying a house out here. Everybody buying houses. Not me, though. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I don't know, chat. You got any live questions? We can answer some live questions too as I look through the uh, the I Twitter mean, feed. You can redraft one abs pick. What would it be? I mean, it's got to be Pasternak and Bleakley. Is that what that question is asking? Because yeah, that one's easy. Yeah. The other one that the, the one that I think is more more of an interesting conversation is Jost. Would you take McAvoy or Chikrin? Boy, McAvoy would be interesting. They both would be. I I wonder about Chikrin because yes, I know he's he's blossoming now, but the injury issues. Yeah, he had a lot of injury problems to start that career. So, what about you could take Brandon Saad instead of Duncan Siemens? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Or JT Miller, even. JT Miller's there. There's a couple other interesting ones. Raquel. I'm ready for the Mass Effect remake next week. (laughs) I'm ready for it. What's a realistic outlook on the EJ situation? He waves his NMC. Um, And it's a non-issue. He plays plays the final two years of his contract with the Avs. And they just deal with the $6 million. Yep. When will we see Anandan in the Navs jersey? Uh, I'd be shocked if it wasn't at least not next year. I don't think we'll see him next year. I'd say 2023, yeah, at the earliest. Yeah, we'll just see. Yep. I, and he, right, if the dude pitches six shutouts in a row, then... You might see it, but yeah. Yep, we'll see. I mean, a lot of the hype came off him this year just because he didn't play amazingly in the Liga, and he didn't, he didn't need to. Yep. How much has your channel grown this year with the Av success? I mean, to be honest, our biggest show on YouTube is the Nuggets by like a wide margin, but I like to think we do pretty well on the Av side. I wish I, I wish you I could do. remember. There have been I've I've talked on a number of episodes about how I got here and my my journey to where I am today. I wish I I wish I had some of those episodes for reference. It always comes up in Q and A shows though. Yep. But um, yeah, I've yeah. I would I would say I would say DM me, but my DMs haven't been working unless we're mutual followers. I get notifications for message requests and then I open it and there's nothing there. That's weird. Yeah. And so I don't, I'm just assuming I'm missing PMs from people. If you're a member of the DNVR lounge, you can always hit him up on discord. Also true. Yeah. So that's a good way to get into my DM. Certainly. Uh, Baron did not play with the Grizzlies. At least he hasn't played yet. I don't know if he got called back up or what, but um, yeah, not sure on that one, to be honest. <laughs> Favorite Capri Sun flavor, AJ? I don't know. They're all the word. same? Yeah, yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I I will say, since you've been drinking them, favorite Kickstart flavor. 
since you finally tried that mango nonsense, um, whatever that was. I think the grape one is probably my favorite, but I genuinely like all of them. All right. Easy drinker over here. Yeah. I'm dude, I I just like stuff. I like to steal to steal a line from Abed from community. I guess I just like liking things. So it's a, it's a good except problem the, to have. Except for the stuff that I don't like. And I then you really, really, don't, really like. don't like it. Uh is it reading too much into the tea leaves with New Hook already being thrown in at 2C over Kadri? Nope. I think I, it's absolutely an experiment that you should keep an eye on. Do you do you really move think about moving Kadri in the offseason yep. though? Or do you just leave him as three C or or wing nope. or whatever? I think that I think that you absolutely look at potentially moving him if there's any kind of a market. Uh, if you can get Sod for like four and a half million, four two five, somewhere near the Tyler Toffoli deal, then I think you you keep Sod on that left wing, and you look at you look at replacing Kadri with New Hook there. If New Hook plays well enough to justify it, and if there's a market for Kadri that returns you something like meaningful not like here's a third round pick like you're not doing it for that so, i think i don't i don't think it's too reading into the tea leaves at all but i think a lot of things have to happen in order for it to get to that conversation all right your uh your penchant for ghosts has a quickly growing following aj <laughs> um okay. you don't have to tell any stories here but uh, someone asks, ghosts, for, against, or ambivalent? I guess ambivalent because I'm not really for or against them. They're just there. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm not like, uh, I'm not like pro-ghost or anti-ghost. I just, you, you specifically aren't being haunted? You've just had ghostly experiences? Yeah. I mean, there's one in my house, but it's he's chill. All right. Chill ghosts confirmed. Yeah, I'm ambivalent. There you go. <laughs> Somewhere RK is, is giggling for no reason. Yeah, he just burst out laughing and doesn't know why. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> that the ghost of DNVR just said boo to you. Oh, I meant boo to his pun. <laughs> I know Not what you meant. Boo as a joke. I know <laughs> what you meant. I just wanted to make sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, ooh, that's a actually somewhat interesting question that I don't know how well we can answer on the show. Uh, who is the worst pro sports commissioner in North America? Rob Manfred. You think so? Yep. I I can't say that I disagree. But he's fundamentally changed baseball. Yep. Like some of the stuff I really like. Um, personally, I really like the um, runner on second base to start the extra innings. I just think that I think it's added an, a really exciting and interesting element to extra innings, extra innings games. And it's not so much like let's burn down each team's bullpen. Like, that's not the exciting element. Um, I think that the universal DH is coming, and I think that will be good for the game as well. The people who are tweeting pitchers who rake every single day, enjoy it. (laughs) It's just not something I care about, but seven-inning doubleheaders. I I have to say, um, I hate that. I hate seven-inning doubleheaders. Agreed. Um, The three-batter minimum... Kind of don't dumb. love that. Yeah, but the by far the biggest thing that I don't like is the way that they are aggressively looking to destroy minor league baseball. Yeah, uh, because it just doesn't be because of money, and I think that's I think that's such horse shit, and it pisses me off because these little towns have been supporting that system, and they've been such a they've been a fabric of those communities for such a long time, and. They just watching watching them watching them dismiss all of the work and and such an such an identity. It's such an it's such a part of the identity of some of these smaller towns that have supported minor league baseball. 
And for years and years and years, I'm just watching that get ripped away from those communities. It's, it's such bullshit. I I hate it. I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I just think it's garbage and it's it's embarrassing for everybody involved. There you go. I can't say that I disagree. I there are other there are other problems with all the other commissioners, but I mean every league has its issues. And yeah. but I'd like I do think there's a weird like Gary Bettman, honestly, has been a pretty good commissioner for the NHL on the whole. It, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into this. There are so many. There are so many extremes in the pros and cons. Here of course, that... and I mean, you had <sighs> that conversation always ends up in well, is it Gary Bettman or is Gary Bettman just the face of the owners? <laughs> but yes. Yep. Pavel Buchnevich got one game for high sticking Anthony Mantha in the Only face. one game? All right. Yeah. So they knew they knew uh they couldn't give him more than one. <laughs> Still ridiculous. But that will be that. Uh if Kovalenko comes over from Russia, I would try and put him on a line <laughs> with Bowers and Kout. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, are you a box lacrosse or outdoor lacrosse person? I prefer box. Okay, me too. I I enjoy outdoor, but I like the smaller game. Uh, I like the I just like the speed and the the, the intensity pace, of for it. Sure, yeah. yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. I like the pace of box lacrosse more than outdoor. the The field lacrosse is it. It can get it can get slow. And yep. Box lacrosse is basically like it's you it's forced to be played up tempo. Yeah, agreed. I I like box lacrosse significantly more as well. So somebody somebody asked uh, earlier a, uh, a dark horse abs prospect. I mean, you know who I'm gonna say. I for me, it's Lieberman. I like that pick, but it's still Sasha Mutala for me. <laughs> So, Lieberman has always been a, a toolsy guy. Can they teach him to play hockey? And it's getting there. I think it's intriguing. Gotta like it. Whew. Are there any other, like, dark horse prospects that I really think have a decent shot? What what qualifies as dark horse? Because I love Colby Ambrosio. How can you not after the freshman year? I mean, yeah. that was such an impressive showing. Slowed down towards the end, but still, that's, that's a classic freshman thing. Yep. Look, Steinberg has to prove that he's still alive. Yeah, that dude hasn't played a hockey game in like ten months. Yeah, that that's gonna he's gonna have a Clerman esque development path now. Yep. Hmm. All right, I'm just checking to see if there's any other questions on Twitter that are solid that I missed. Uh, Alex Newhook for Calder next year? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I think it'll be real hard. Um, if Byram doesn't play any more games, he'd be eligible for it. Well, I mean, Newhook or Byram? I, I think, to be honest, I think neither, just because... Their opportunity for one, their opportunities will cannibalize each other. You think, despite um, being center and D, yeah, um, because they're they will what are they, they're going to play on the second power play unit together, like you know, um, and and then that's how you, that's how you end up with split votes. And I also think that the. Uh, I think the rookie class is going to be really good because we didn't see very many guys from this last draft immediately jump into the NHL. And then I think you've got, so you've got that and then you've got this next year's class that's getting drafted. And then I think you're going to have a strong influx of guys from two, the, the draft two years ago. Yeah, you're right. You're going to get, you're going to get like, I mean, by Byfield will still be eligible. Right. You have guys like Raymond. Yep. If uh, Holtz, if Rossi's good to go, Holtz yeah. will be there. Quinn, Perf- Perfetti. 
Yeah, Perfetti too. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of guys, is what I'm saying. It's just gonna be a jam packed rookie class. So I'm just be just because the guys on Colorado won't have the same level of opportunities because they've just got superstars for roadblocks already. Yeah, you probably have Detroit probably pulls the trigger on site or even next year. So yeah. So I think. Uh, I think it's just hard to see it. Uh, you know, you don't want to discount the talent, but opportunity is a huge part of the, yep. the determining the call there. No doubt about it. Like if there was anybody good on Minnesota, Kaprizov might have had to sit behind that guy for a while. And instead it was like, come save us. And he's done that. Skywalker asks, which pick will the Avs likely get this first round draft? Anyone in mind? We're not even sure. The Avs could still pick anywhere from 20 to 32. So yeah. it's a pretty wide range that it we'll, could be. We'll have a little more clarity in the next week on their actual pick range. Once um, they finish once, up. Once yeah. the standings. Because, you know, if they finish, they finish, uh, you know, you win the President's Trophy, you're picking no lower than, what, 28th? Yeah, it, um, so yeah, twenty eighth. If you get eliminated in the first round, you would pick twenty. I don't. Yeah, if you won the president's trophy, yeah, right. So that's where that's where that is headed. So we'll we'll see. Yes, I well, I haven't played much in a while, but I used to play pogo with her all the time, Daniel. But now I play WoW instead. I I can't imagine look this is the year to find an excuse to take a goaltender I I don't know it's just you pick whatever's there at the end of the first round right you just have a guy and you that is near the top of your list if not the top that you like and you take yeah it. I would say it would be really hard to take a defenseman Yep. Like you're gonna have if you you realistically are gonna have Byram Timmons graduated out of your system in with Makar and Gerard, like that's four that's four of your six regular spots like taken up. Justin Barron's already in the AHL. Drew Hallison is getting ready to go into his junior year and then he'll sign and then you know whatever. So I can see where they would say, hey, look, we need to reload this a little bit. It's getting a little empty. I just think it would be really hard to use your first rounder. Again, you only have six roster spots at that spot in the NHL. And four of them, four of them are going to be taken up by young guys as is with Taves got, he has three more years on his deal. Yep. So that's five of your spots that are taken up and between Graves and Johnson, the next couple of years, you're already set there too. And you already have Baron coming. Yeah. Yeah. There's already in the AHL. So it's just like, you know, if a guy, if, if, if something happens and a guy falls to you, you know, like a Cam Fowler situation or whatever, sure, of course, take the D. But when you're picking at the end of the first round, you can be, you can be a little pickier at times and be like, okay, we don't have a big grade separation on any of these guys. We're just going to take the guy that we need in a position. You know, take a goaltender. This is a great year to take a goaltender at the end of the first round. Yeah. I'd, but they, the position they could really use and jump in is forward. And I mean, to Cygnus's question, this is considered the weakest draft in a long while. And the picks are going to be absolute nonsense this year, just given the whole situation with players playing minimal to, in some cases, basically no games. Yeah. And I guess it just depends on how you feel about that. Yep. It'll either be that that either means that there are more steals available or there are more misses. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I don't I don't want any part of it, man, because it's it's all development time that they missed out on. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for Rex, I would never leave this room, DD, basically. Uh, I yeah, I spend all my time in front of a computer, whether it be back there recording videos or here recording videos or playing video games. I walk Rex and I go to the DNVR bar, and that's the only time I leave this room. I guess I sleep in my other room. 
that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually excited for the bar tomorrow because I want to I want to try I want to try this wagyu burger that everybody's going crazy about. There you go, get it. We'll see. It's really we'll see. good. See, I'm getting my second shot tomorrow afternoon. So if I'm loopy on the post game podcast chat, that's why. <laughs> That'll be fun. I don't know how you could say Eric Johnson is going to probably retire unless you know Eric Johnson. Yeah, I don't. What? I don't. And even if he like was going to retire, it could easily be one of those LTI retirement situations. Yeah, I mean that would, from a cap perspective, that would help. Yeah. So. I love this. I love that Eric Johnson is old now. Like the guy's like 33. Yep. All right. We're over an hour here. I think we're going to wrap up this show, but appreciate all y'all hanging out, asking questions, all those amazing things. Appreciate all of you very, very much. Be sure to like, and subscribe to the video. If you haven't, that does a ton for us here on YouTube. We would like to uh, grow the channel where I, I don't think we've quite hit 12K subscribers yet on YouTube, but I would like to get We're to close. 100K someday. We're close to 12,000. I really want my silver play button, even if it's DNVRs and not mine. So, yeah, help us and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate you you lots. What if We'll be live at from the bar tomorrow at like 11 p.m. when that game finally ends. So... If you're up late on a Friday night, come join us for that. Yeah, no free skate Friday, just a post-game show. Yep, just the normal post-game show for us. All right. Got some fun ideas for our next free skate Friday, though, next week. Yeah, things could get interesting. (laughs) Other than that, thank you again, and we will talk to you all later.